talk briefly about translating the Zenithi from Dolmetsch. Many of you will be familiar with this work. It was written in 1530, um, the year of the Diet of Augsburg, when Luther was kept a distance from that event uh, for his own safety. He wrote this, his most extensive treatment of his own approach to Bible translation. And uh, Henrika asked me if I would produce an edition of this and uh, include a translation for the 1517 event. I actually said yes, and I then had a go at translating it, and I realised uh, how rash that agreement was. But let me just uh, explain what the challenge of translating the Zen uh, might be. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pick out two aspects of the style. First of all, the style of the Zimbabwe is very informal. Um, if you look at some of the bureaucratic documents from the same period, the uh, chancery documents, you find that there are innumerable levels of subordination. So you start a sentence like that, subordinate a bit, subordinate a bit more, subordinate a bit more, subordinate a bit more, you start coming to the surface, you get lost, you end up at the bend. You really don't know where you are. The style of the Zenwif is linear. Okay. So to that extent, it's rather easy compared with some other uh, early New Hyperion texts. On the other hand, uh, it is a challenge to translate this into anything like comparable colloquial modern English. There's also Conrad Bruce grammar. Luther, you could see, changed his mind mid-sentence, and that's reflected a change of construction in the sentence. He uses not a little colloquial vocabulary, um, and proverbs. Luther was a great collector of proverbs, and there's an unpublished manuscript of his own collection uh, of proverbs, many of which are uh, otherwise unattested in the period. Um, here we have a uh, colloquial word metza, which is uh, an endearing diminutive of mechtid, um, used for a, uh, a young girl, followed by a proverb. Uh, I knew seven years ago that uh, all shoe nails are made of iron. Uh, in other words, I knew obvious things a long time ago. Luther uh, doesn't even name some of his detractors because he can't bear to. Um, but the detractors he does name, he gives um, pet names <coughs> like Dr. Snotsuk um, or Donkey Heads to refer to his detractors in general. On the other hand, much of the argument of the Zenwick is to do with niceties of German idiom at the time. For example, here we have something which, uh, to translate uh, slightly literally, goes um, next. What about when the angel greets Mary and says, uh, May you be greeted, Mary, full of grace, uh, the Lord with you? Well, up till now, this has been just translated literally after the Latin. Uh, but tell me um, whether that is actually good German. Since when? The Germans say, you are full of grace. And what Germans understand what full of grace means? They can't help thinking of a head full of beer <laughs> or, or, a, or a purse full of money. So the challenge, I think, is uh, twofold. It's going to be difficult reproducing <coughs> the local style in modern English. I'm going for a, a translation of the equivalent effect. Um, but what to do about Proverbs, for example? Uh, do we translate this proverb that I've known for seven years that all she knows are made by, or do we try for something which is roughly equivalent to my English Proverbs about not teaching your grandmother to suck eggs? 
Um, and for example, the nice distinction to German usage at the time. Um, do we leave Luther's German translations in German? Because after all, this is a treatise about translation into German. Um, or do we translate them <coughs> into English? In any case, um, Henrico asked me to produce a translation. He asked me last December to produce a translation for the whole thing by today. Um, <laughs> I 